0: Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. There are many parts of Holy Scripture that if you're paying close enough attention or taking completely out of context, they might scare the heck out of you, or at least sound more like a scary story than a holy one. From the punishment dealt out in the Hebrew text to the prophetic descriptions in Revelation and into the Gospels, one might wonder exactly is the sto- what exactly the story is that we are trying to tell. This particular section of the Gospel of John details how important it is for us to accept Jesus as the Son of Man, as the Messiah and the soon-to-be Savior of all humankind. But if you took just the words without knowing the power behind them or the whole story which they represent, there's a good chance you'd be terrified or at least a little confused. Jesus said he is the son of man, but that he was also the food or manna from heaven. In these few verses, Jesus suggests eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Although this sounds Very off-putting, the idea of of this is behind the Lord's Supper, the tradition of the Last Supper that Christ shared with his disciples. As with many lessons in Scripture, we find them throughout the story. Truly important things are always repeated. Although the significance of the Last Supper has yet to come in this part of John's Gospel, Jesus is already planting the seeds for an important message just days before today's pericope Jesus has fed the 5000 and walked on water it was the next day when the people returned to him because he had provided so much that they had, to them while he had started laying his, the groundwork as Jesus himself began to inform those that had gathered around him that his flesh and blood were manna from heaven he warned them not to work for bread that perishes but that gives eternal life. They had come seeking bread, so he used that to make an example of just how essential he is to our own survival. The grains, vegetables, and proteins of the earth sustain us in our earthly life, but the manna from heaven, the flesh and blood, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, sustains us in heaven. Like the bread of earth that sustains our earthly bodies, Jesus is the manna which sustains our souls. While he was on earth, Jesus provided us with the tools we need to enter the kingdom of heaven. He provided us with directions on how to care for ourselves and each other. He became the evidence of the new covenant with God. No longer would the sacrifice of animals be needed because he was the sacrifice. The blood of a goat or lamb would not need to be spilled or painted over the door for protection during the Passover because Jesus' blood would be spilled for everyone that had lived, was living, and would live. This is a concept that is hard to grapple with during many stages of our lives and journeys with Christ. When we are young, both in age and in our faith, we have a hard time getting our heads around the idea that when we take communion, we are ingesting the body and blood of Christ. In theological terms, the act in which the holy words are said during the service of word and table transform the bread and juice into the body and blood of Christ. That word is called transubstantiation. Now, you're never going to need to know that word unless you're writing a paper or giving a sermon or being tested on it. But what that word does, what means is that, you'll, is that through the convocation of the Holy Spirit into the worship space and onto the elements, the power of Jesus Christ transforms the bread and juice into the flesh and blood of the sacrifice. Through the words that are said during the service of word and table, not only are we remembering Christ and his disciples during the Last Supper, but we are remembering these passages from John, in which Jesus reminds us that through him we will feast at the heavenly banquet. Why do we spend so much time worrying? That's a legitimate question I have. I know that I worry more than I should, and my mother, especially, will be the first person to tell you that I worry about things that no one should ever be worried about. But we do, don't we? We worry. Not everyone has the same flow of thoughts or concerns, and that's okay. We have different things to be concerned about, and many of them are things that indeed need to be tended to. Family, bills, homes, jobs, and a lack of those things cause people to worry. And it is when those are in danger or missing that we tend to worry more. But Jesus says, do not worry about bread that perishes. Our daily bread will be provided, but when we but open our eyes and ears to the work of the Lord. It is, of course, legitimate that people struggle every day for food and shelter it is something that we do indeed need for our earthly bodies there are things that we need to sustain a a fruitful life but the act of worry will not keep those things from disappearing or for that matter from appearing simply sitting and worrying is not going to help our problems go away through prayer and faith in Jesus Christ, we can recognize where God is working in our lives to provide what we need. Christ has told us that through him we shall receive our daily bread. We shall enjoy manna from heaven. It is through our faith in this that we are able to open up and see where our paths are leading. It is when we start putting our own ideas to work and at the forefront that we run into problems. When we don't hear back about a job after only a week, or August's bills have been paid, but we have no idea how Septembers are going to get paid, that's when we start to spiral into worry, and our trust in Christ starts to suffer. About a decade ago, I was in that situation. I was working three jobs just to keep a roof over my head, and luckily, at the time, ramen noodles were 25 packets for $5 at Meyer. I was worried about a great many things during that time, and money and food were certainly among them. But I tried my best to stay faithful, and I will say it was hard to do that most days. And although that checking account zeroed out 10 out of 12 months per year, I somehow was able to keep a roof over my head. When the rent went up again, and when I could not spare one more penny for rent, I finally was able to find a new place. A new place had finally become available. And honestly, from there, things started to get a lot better. Our worries and our struggles are real. We each have something that we deal with. It could be something that we share with people, or we could be suffering with silently. But we all have something that we struggle with. But sometimes, that we, something that we need to keep in mind is that we have come this far. Our faith in Christ, our faith in the bread from heaven, has brought us to this day. You have made it here, and you will make it from here. Christ has seen you to this moment, and Christ will see you through to the next. The flesh and blood of Jesus Christ has been paid so that as followers we shall feast in the heavenly banquet. Yes, today's scripture is a perfect example of why we should not read the Bible out of context. Reading those seven verses without knowing what is going on can be jarring. They can give the wrong idea about the Christian faith. The word became flesh and the flesh became the sacrifice for all people who accept Christ. The blood of the lamb was sp- the blood of God was spilled. Excuse me. The blood of the lamb of God was spilled so that generation after generation would know the love of God for this world. Do not put your faith in the bread that perishes, but in that which comes from heaven. For it is that bread which will allow us to dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen.